0: you and I are in a day and age where deconstruction and the turning away from and leaving the faith has become some sort of sexy thing to do. I contend that if you ever experience the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ actually, that that's really impossible to deconstruct from. But if all you ever understand Christianity to be is a moral code, then I totally get it. And if you find yourself in that spot, I'm telling you, I love you right now and we'll sit down with you and and you don't have to punt on this thing. You might not have ever tried it. To receive, to receive the mercy of God in your soul is to forever be changed. I'm not saying you don't struggle at times. I'm not saying you don't get confused at times. I'm not saying you don't get bothered at times. I'm saying you, you can't walk away. And one,
1: two, three, go. Yeah. Huh. Uh-uh. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Huh. Huh. Huh everybody come here and make some noise <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah hello cabo and bienvenue to another episode of le pate the podcast or i could say welcome back to everybody who's been listening so far and welcome to you if this is your first time with the podcast my name is bookie i am the host of this podcast well i like to call myself omobukola because i feel that you know it's more um culture (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. But anyhow, today today we have a new episode for you. And today's guest is like I, I just keep inviting my friends. I'm sorry if that is kind of weird, but my friends we have like all these very beautiful discussions. And if you listened to the previous podcast or the previous episode, you kind of understand why I do these things and um yeah, so if you haven't listened to that yet, please go ahead, click on the link in my bio on Instagram and listen to that. So today we have Inu Oluwa Adebiyi, who is a really good friend of mine. He lives in the States and today we're going to be talking a little bit about the construction of faith. It's a topic that has been really close to my heart because I went to, through something very similar a while back. And I wanted to share that experience with you, What is imp- why it is important to go through that process as a Christian. And um, I hope you learned some new things today. So anywhere you are in the world, any time of the day, just grab a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, or if it's like in the afternoon, grab some swallow, some herb, some amala, and listen and enjoy.
2: Alright, My name is debi Ah, so, go by praise just because um, mm. it's easier to pronounce and uh-huh. praise as well. Um, what else do you want to know about me? Uh,
1: like, what do you do? How old are you? You know, are you single
2: or are you, searching? Are you, are you, are you, are you single I, I, and I, searching? Are you trying to intrude my privacy? I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. All right. Are, uh, this, this <laughs> the... <laughs> um, I'm based in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. i currently. Doing an MBA program in HRM, which is mm-hmm. Human Resource Management. Uh, I'm not single. Mm. And I'm not searching.
1: Hey Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I
2: apologize to everybody out there, but I'm not single. I'm not searching. I like to talk. i mean, people mm-hmm. person. Uh, I like to school a lot. I like to mm-hmm. study. I like to get information. I like to be knowledgeable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I'm just a people person. I love people a lot. Um, hey i I mean people pressing and then I'm actually an introvert I and mean, that sounds very no um, that sound those are like two opposite things I mean the ju- juxtaposition of both of them could be very um hard to understand but it's, it's the truth I'm an introvert but I like people as well I'm very good I'm very comfortable in my corner I just like my space but when I'm out with people I believe I'm loved by people and, I, and then I can I'm easily. I can understand people. I can relate with people. I can help mm-hmm. people in certain ways. So that's that's that's. I know I've said it a lot, but that's. But that's sure that about me. Except you have any <laughs> personal questions.
1: I'm sure happy to be part of the people that you love in this life. No, it's such a really. blessing Absolutely. because I know I
2: you know I, lo- you know I love you plenty.
1: I don't know. You've gone to get married somebody else. So the love you have for me, I don't understand it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um. So basically, like um. I told you before, the topic we have for today is um, deconstruction of faith. When I was getting ready for this episode and I was doing my research, I came across an article online on a blog. He, um, He talked about, you know, deconstruction of faith not necessarily being a bad thing. No, not necessarily being a new thing, which is very true. Our generation didn't invent all this stuff and it didn't just practically come to life in the in recent times but he said something that kind of like caught my eye and he said that deconstruction of faith is just a fancy way to say that you're in doubt about something and that christians shouldn't question you know doubt the word of god so what do you think about that
2: if it's okay let me read one scripture. Okay, so it's Jeremiah six verse sixteen. So Say thus, thus saith the Lord: Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. That's just it. Like, actually, let me read it. Let me read everything. Um, mm-hmm. Thus saith the Lord: Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old path. Where is the good way, and walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. Questions. Let, let me start this way. Doubt for me, I would say, isn't what should be. Questions, I would say, there's nothing wrong with those. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: so when you doubt something or doubt someone, it means you don't have trust in the person. Yeah. And as it that 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 could be for many reasons, cause they've broken mm-hmm. your heart before, cause they've fallen short of your trust yeah just for many reasons but if you have questions, it's not necessarily because you you doubt them. It's not necessarily because you you don't trust them. it's just because you want to have better understanding or you want to call actually you want to come in that place of trust and that's why you asking them the questions they're asking. yeah so I read that scripture to say that there is an ancient path that' I've proven
0: mm-hmm.
2: to be good to be successful to be Mm -hmm. the way of life, right? Um, The Bible says in the book of James, right, that um, get the engrafted word which is able to save your souls, Mm. your soul, right? So if that's the path of life, right, if that's the way, if there's an ancient path that has always worked, then you shouldn't doubt it. So I think the question to be asked is, what is that path?
1: -hmm.
2: Right, so uh, people will only doubt Christianity. And when I use the word Christianity, I'm not talking about the religion itself. I'm talking about the way of life. Okay. So people would always because Christianity, Christian means Christ-like. So the Acts of Apostles, the first called the disciples Christians because they taught they were Christ-like. They said, "Oh my goodness, these are Christians because they had been with Christ." Anyway, Mm -hmm. so I, I think if you're doubting, then there's something you don't understand. Yeah. If you're doubting it, there's something you're missing, you don't trust God enough to believe that the word he, the words He has spoken concerning over you, or you don't even trust the Scripture, like the Word of God, the Bible, yeah, or even the spoken words He has spoken to you. So, so that I'm afraid isn't it? I don't think it's okay to doubt. It means you don't trust God, and it's difficult to receive anything. That Bible says that um in Hebrews six that um what's that Scripture that He will believe? Uh, what's that Scripture in Hebrew six? It says that um. Uh, they must believe that he is, and then he's a reward of them, right? A diligently seek them. Um, so, the belief must be there. You must trust God. But if you yeah. have questions, okay, how would it work? What are the principles? Yeah. What are the mystery mysteries? What am I supposed to do? Then that's okay. Uh, but that, that, that that's that that's my um, that's my opinion of that. I just think doubt doubt leads to a whole lot, and it's a lack of trust. But questions, when you have questions to ask, it's okay. I mean. Gideon asked, asked questions. He said, God, if you're the same God that be for our fathers, then where be the miracles? He had questions, <laughs> not necessarily doubts. And then God told them that, hey, you know, do this, do this. And then he set fleece for him. And he said, you're a mighty man of valor and the rest of it. So mm. questions are okay. But doubt is a proof of your lack of trust in God.
1: Mm. True. But I wanted to say something because you you, you said that, um, you know, it's good to question and all that. and. Um, You know, there's a particular reason why people are more and more kind of like questioning their faith. You know, there's the parts where um, people are like um, when they start to question their faith, they kind of put like culture above what is the word of God it is like this is how our society is right now but the word of god doesn't necessarily coincide with that it doesn't necessarily go with that so it becomes like do i believe god or do i believe that we can actually interpret the word of god and kind of like mold it so that it can go into or fit into culture or society of today that is one um this thing but then the other part for me also is that there are a lot of doctrines and a lot of things that exist in the Christian world. Do you understand? There are a lot of yeah. things when they, um, there are a lot of things that you know that are not necessarily biblical in a sense that are practiced in the Christian world. Don't you think, in a sense, it's very important for Christians to kind of take apart sit down and take apart what is actually of god and not what is perceived of god not what not the interpretation of the interpretation of something but what is the word of god on certain things
2: but i understand everything you said <laughs> i do i do i really do and i think it is something that's that is currently plaguing the western church if i should use that phrase mm-hmm. but notwithstanding the word of god is the word of god
1: the way the word of God is practiced, there is there is a baseline for sure. You know, Christ um, is the Son. You know, He died for our sins. The Holy Spirit. Um, God created the earth in seven days. Um, you know, the blood of Christ. There, there, there are similar baselines when it comes to the belief that is Christianity. But the way it is believed in nigeria it's not necessarily the way it's believed in france because there are certain Mm. things that like when i was in nigeria i didn't do like when i was in nigeria i didn't drink alcohol because they tell you that christians shouldn't drink alcohol but like in the church here everybody drinks Mm. (laughs) and it's like you understand there are certain things and you're like how do you how do how do christians kind of like especially christians that move in from nigeria and kind of like Mm. leaving that bubble how do they come and kind of like hold on to their faith where their faith is not necessarily practiced the same.
2: Mm, Absolutely. John Lennox said, he said, rubbish is rubbish, regardless of who says it. (laughs) As well as truth is truth, regardless of who tries to tell a lie. The truth Mm. cannot be broken. We can't do anything. Scripture says you can't do anything against the truth. Mm. but for the truth. So we can decide to interpret the Bible whichever way we want. It doesn't take away the truth. As a matter of fact, let me say this. Now, the Bible is a prophetic book, which means it can be used for any and everything. Yeah. Necromancers can use the Bible. Habilists can use the Bible. Christians can use the Bible. Muslims Mm. can use the Bible. Or you can use the Bible for anything just because it's a prophetic book. You can use it whichever you can coin it whichever way mm. you want it to be. I mean demons spoke in the Bible kinda of loud. Animals spoke in the Bible. Jesus spoke in the Bible. Different different characters spoke in the Bible. However, <laughs> it doesn't change the reality of scripture. Scripture can be broken. Yeah. The Bible says in uh um second Timothy three verse sixteen that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Mm. So it means that the Bible is not wrong. It means if we're if 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 we're getting something wrong, then it's our interpretation. It can't be scripture. Because all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Let me just say this first of all as a as a as a caution. We must be very careful. And I heard many people say the Bible is subject to interpretation. Mm. <laughs> not necessarily that's not true um, um bible isn't subject to interpretation bible is subject to the interpretation of the holy spirit
1: yeah exactly
2: so if we claim to have the same holy spirit then church in Nigeria cannot be different from the church in France All right. <laughs> if we claim and I'm going to explain what I mean if we claim to have the same holy spirit the church in the United States cannot be different from the church in Africa. Mm. Nonsense. It's not mm. possible. Bible sure. says God is not the author of confusion. Mm. So what happens is, over time, men have doubled into their own interpretation to feed their own flesh, to feed their own lust. Yeah. So I can come tomorrow and say, so scripture says, so scripture says in the Old Testament that any woman caught in a daughter should be stoned to death. Mm-hmm. But in the New Testament, Jesus came and they were going to stone. And they were quoting the law for Jesus, saying that Moses said anyone caught up in adultery should be stoned. And Jesus just they just didn't even say anything; he just kept on writing on the ground. And then he said, "He who is without sin should be the first to cast." Yeah. The first stone, and from the elder, from the older to the youngest, everyone started walking away. So it means mm-hmm. that back back in the day of the back in the, in the, of the law, there wasn't grace. But Jesus came, mm-hmm. grace, and then there's there's room for forgiveness and all. So I can yeah. come with. Those interpret we just different interpretations and say that okay, so right now, any woman my anybody caught up in adultery, stone her to death or put her to mm-hmm. death. When
0: mm-hmm. there's
2: room for forgiveness, when there's room for growth, when grace yeah. is. So the issue is, let me just say this again. See, understanding of the scripture, or interpretation of the scripture, I should say, or illumination of the scripture takes time. Yeah it takes so much time Mm. and truth is most people are not willing to pay the price of time to get the interpretation of scripture from the holy spirit that's why there are so many so many garbages in the church because trust me trust me it takes I i can't just pick up the bible and try to read it as a novel or as a even, or even as a spiritual literature and thinking one day or sometimes even in one month every year I'm gonna get everything the Holy Spirit says. it takes time and it's as the Holy Spirit wills. Many times we think we can get out of these things as we will not necessarily. Now our desperation our hunger matters as well definitely but it's as the spirit will and trust me the Spirit will probe you so much. He would probe you so much to see the depth of your hunger, to see the depth of your desperation, to see how much hungry you are, or are you just feeling it because you just had one sermon and then you're on fire for one day and that's it? So he will probe you, and sometimes the probing can take months, it can take years, it can take weeks. Again, it's as the spirit wills. Our responsibility is to stay until we find what we want. You can't be in a hurry. Scripture says in Ecclesiastes 8, right, that when you're in the king's presence, do not be hasty to leave the king's presence. Yeah. So we're always in a hurry. And that's why we don't get enough interpretation. And then we are running as half big Christians and we are corrupting people. They won't have any inter- any interpretation. Very true. So, so scripture is not subject to interpretation. It's not. And mm. that's why we are getting so many wrong doctrines. Scripture is mm-hmm. subject to the interpretation of the Holy Spirit. And that's why I was looking at the church in Africa. is different from the church in Europe, or from the church in America. And that's why I was looking at churches that are different. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be so. That's yeah. not the intention of God. I think
1: it was one of the... I was talking to somebody about it, and it's one of the things I've kind of really struggled about with, is that it is such a sad thing that even... In the Christian body, in the Christian um, way of life, in the Christian religion, there is no unity, even on very basic certain things.
2: So, because we are, we, we have different denominations, there's room to customize your yeah. your your practice, I should say. Yeah, there's room to to do different things. However, however, the major beliefs stand. I the major. The major tenets of Christianity stand. You can't take that away. For example, yeah. I don't care whatever denomination you are as a Christian. You can't say that the resurrection did not happen. True, that's one of the tenets of Christianity. You can't True. say Jesus did not die and resurrect. You can't say there is. You can't. You can't argue against the 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 holy conception. You can't say. That it wasn't the Holy Ghost, right? That came upon Mary and then she conceived of Jesus. You can't yeah. see that. So you can't. There are certain things that are just basis, ground level. Mm-hmm. Scriptures in Hebrews, right? That let us be, mm-hmm. let us leave. Um, let us leave the the, the principles of the first, first doctrines. that let us leave the uh, the basis of those principles. And let us come onto maturity, right? Where you're still needing um, some of us. Some of us are still needing, right, to be taught of 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 milk instead of you to be Mm. eating strong meat i'm just paraphrasing right now but what that means is they're just in they're setting bases of of the faith of christianity whether regardless of denomination however because of a difference in denomination there's room for you know different practices and all however however there is there is just nevertheless there is there is just they're just basis so i do not believe that the Christianity in Nigeria or Africa should be different than the Christianity in Europe or the mm. Christianity in France. Uh, nonsense. It, no, no. It means that then we are we are saying we have different Holy Spirit. Mm. And that's not true. There's only one Spirit of God, one God, one Jesus, and then he's Lord of all. And then that's it. Mm. Lastly, as I was going to talk about the uh, alcohol, um, that for me personally, that's a very... Um, Grey area, it's a very grey area. Um, because cause many people have interpreted the Bible, the, the part of the Bible where, where it says Jesus turned water to wine as alcoholic wine, mm-hmm. and then many people have talked about the part where Paul told Timothy, Take a little wine for your stomach mm. uh, because it could be proof. And, and I remember when I was taking my philosophy class, I, I had this very huge argument with, with my professor about this <laughs> because the mentality I grew up <laughs> with is do not take alcohol. That's the mentality yeah. I grew up with. Um, so that's... Not necessarily... Well, some part, the, then they show you the scripture, of course, that says... It's not like they show many scriptures particularly, but that was just the mentality I grew up with. That was the culture Yeah, that was I the came culture came it.
1: Like, even when it comes to um, having tattoos or having certain amount of piercings on the body, it's like... In Nigeria, it's a very huge no-no. Absolutely. And very huge no-no. So when people tell me... When I got here, like you see pastor carol lens you see all these people all of them all of them have tattoos all of them have earrings all of them show off in a certain way and showing off is, is has become a pastor's what do you call it trademark now in this day and age but it's like the, the cultural differences was very very wild for me personally and it was like okay what are things that actually even allowed in the Bible and what are things that are not allowed in the Bible. And when it came to alcohol, I kind of like um I kind of came to the conclusion that it wasn't necessarily the alcohol, but it was kind of ne- um being under the influence of alcohol. Mm. So it's like um in I don't know whether I'm saying this from the Bible or not. But there's the idea in the Bible that you should eat to your full but not eat till like uh yeah, this, you're overfull uh, gluttony. yeah. Exactly. It is scriptural, it is. Yeah. So it's like take things in moderation, absolutely, but do not fall under the influence of it.
2: Scripture says in Ephesians chapter five that do not be drunk with wine wearing in excess. Yeah. But be filled with the Holy Ghost. So if I if at all you should be drunk it's with the Holy Ghost. So that's mm. where that's yeah. where the balance comes in. So exactly. whether you're taking wine, alcohol, or whatever it is. And then Paul said also, let me say this real quick. Paul said that whatever you do and cause your brother to fall, don't do it. So if you're taking alcohol mm-hmm. in the presence of a believer who thinks alcohol is wrong or who think what you think can't fall because of his mentality, who mm-hmm. hasn't developed that much or who hasn't gone to maturity, you probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm because you're causing a brother to stumble. So so on the part of alcohol, um, whether you're interpreting it as as wine, alcoholic wine or grape juice, fruit, Mm -hmm. actually, actually, in the Hebrew Bible, right, there wasn't, they didn't have, they didn't have different words for alcohol and
1: grape juice juice. and non-alcoholic
2: juice. So, Mm -hmm. So wine sometimes referred to alcoholic wine and then on wine refer to grape juice. I looked it up a very long yeah. time ago. And so it's the same thing, same word, same word I should say. So mm-hmm. whether easy, whether again, just don't you don't want to be drunk in excess, right? That's as as, mm. as scripture says. So whether you want to take it or not, you don't want to be drunk in excess. Whatever influence you're under should always be the influence of the Holy Ghost. Anything besides Hallelujah. that.
1: <laughs> Anything besides that, I
2: believe it's sin. It's same. Is same.
1: church i feel on some level we have um kind of put the holy spirit in a box when it comes to our church services Mm. and that we're not we're not necessarily willing to let the spirit lead unless it's in a certain format so to me it's something that um to me it's something that i find very very strange and it's like you know sometimes it's like we're not ready to push and continue to push 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 until we see the manifestation of the holy spirit do you understand because yeah. the spirit isn't going to come if everybody is just like yeah we just want the spirit to come yeah but it's like he's going to come and manifest himself and miracles are going to happen if we stay in the place where he's asked us to stay and that's the place of prayer and that's the place of worship because we don't stay in that place of prayer and long enough in that place of knowing how the holy spirit should look like and how the anointing should look like on another person we've let a lot of false pastors and false teachers Mm. lead the um, christian community around the world over the years i've kind of learned even in worship that even when it comes to worship music that i have to um protect myself just because the person puts a christian label on their name that doesn't necessarily mean that the the spirit behind it is actually Christian.
2: I was trying to read the scripture and I was mumbling the scripture together. So it was Hebrews 5, um, from 12 to 14, and then the first part, the first verse in chapter 6. So it says, For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have a need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, right? Mm-hmm. And I become such as need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. He is a babe, but strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And then, verse 6, which is my point of emphasis, therefore, living the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from the dead walks and of faith what God. So, basically, like you said, right, that we, we as Christians, we we must mature. We must come mm. to a place of discerning, even to know where false prophets, even to begin to understand and discern who are the false prophets and who are the fr- pictures and everything. Because whatever like it are to do, come scripture. Scripture has yeah. prophesied, it. so there yeah. will be people who are looking to sift us away. Who are looking to yeah. preach another gospel? Even Paul said it, that mm, if like, you be an yeah. India, whoever say, let him be a we who, who preach another gospel. Mm. So yeah, yeah, we must be we must be discerning. We must. It's very important because is, we, c- we can't know m- merely by knowledge. <laughs> Our certificates can't, can't tell us who's is, who is a fake preacher. Um, yeah. This isn't, it's not scientific, it is spiritual. Mm. So uh, degree won't help you here. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the True. Spirit of God. You need to be discerning. True. And, and and your spirit would always tell you, because your spirit, Bible says that, um, what's that scripture? It says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. That's coming to the heart of man. What God, what, what I would do to, God. to what yeah. God would do to those who love me, and then the spirit searches all things, right? Because the spirit knows the mind of God, and then He would the same spirit that searches all things and knows the mind of God would reveal it to our spirit, right? Yeah. So if we're able to connect with the spirit of God, it's easy to know. There's just going to be a, a level of restlessness in your spirit, and no, like, my goodness, yeah. yeah. Now this is <laughs> this is arrow two or two. Um, amen <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this is I garbage 1.4 man this is nope this is error <laughs> from a foot of hell this ah! is, this is heresy to the core you just know <laughs> your spirit again your spirit bears witness right mm. you just i mean the holy the spirit, the spirit of god of, bears yeah. witness with your spirit there's yeah there is there is just a knowing usually it's called a knowing You just perceive that man nah something is wrong something is something wrong is very wrong this is <laughs> very very the <laughs> it's not this is definitely not of the god i right now mm. okay
1: so one of the basics of christianity is that um there is the that jesus died for our sins and you know he died and he was resurrected We're we're okay on that okay on that so no no are we okay on that?
2: Oh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> ah,
1: just, is a maxi? Okay, it's both so. of us that
2: is talking. Yes, we are.
1: <laughs> We're okay on that. Yes. But there is a certain level. No, not even a certain level. There is a part of, or I think a denomination of Christians that believe that, no, not believe, but question the divinity of Jesus. Mm. That Jesus wasn't divine. He only became divine after he died and after he was resurrected.
2: Let me. <laughs> there's a level of <laughs> truth to that. There is, there is. <laughs> okay, um, go. Let me just explain that um, um, properly. Because as much as there's a level of truth to that, that could be misconstrued to saying Jesus isn't God.
1: Okay. Mm. Because that's that's what the that's where uh, uh, no that is not only there but that kind of adds to the um confusion when it comes to the Trinity and how um Jesus might be equated to the Godhead and all that. So I'm like,
2: go. Okay, actually, this is the best way to put it. God was fully man on earth in the person Mm -hmm. of Jesus. Yeah, he was fully man. He. He did leave his divinity in heaven. Mm. He did. He was fully man. However, scripture says in, I believe it's John, that he had the spirit without measure.
0: Mm.
2: So, in as much as Jesus left his divinity in heaven and then was fully man and came through um. Mary, the wife of Joseph,
0: Mm.
2: he, he, I was going to say he took on divinity, but what I mean by that is by the things he did and learnt, he became divinity, is what I mean. It's just like men of God who are born to earth, or Mm. I shouldn't even say men of God, like people are born to earth, and over time, because of how much they press into God, they get a certain level of divinity. Divinity is simply God in a man on earth.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, and then they're able to do certain things. They're able to prophesy the people. They're able to heal the sick. They're able mm-hmm. to declare things. That's exactly the way it is with Jesus because of how much he present to God. But his was without measure, but he had to spread without measure simply mm-hmm. because he was the son of God. So yeah. very true. Jesus was fully human on earth. It's not, it's not like he came to earth with the power of God. Oh, no, he didn't. He was fully human. But as a result of his press into God, we saw that he came to earth. He was baptized of John. He was sent to the universe by the Spirit. If if Jesus had all his divinity, why did he need to pray? Mm. If Jesus had all his divinity, why did he need to leave, lift Lazarus up before God? Jesus, except that Jesus was actually God, but mm-hmm. he learned the way of the supernatural on earth, and mm-hmm. was able to command the supernatural. Again, again, two things. No, I would so say. he learned. Okay. okay, go ahead, go he ahead. He
1: learned the way of the supernatural, but as a human,
2: exactly as you okay. I mean, we see in Scripture where, at twelve years old, he went to the synagogue learning of professors. Mm. Learning of people. We see Jesus praying. We see Jesus practicing his thing. We see Jesus talking to God. We see after a crusade, Jesus separates himself. What's he doing? Praying. Studying the word. Right? So Jesus, and it's the same thing for any Christian that wants to press deeper into God. It took time. And it will take time. Yeah. Everything didn't just fall on Jesus. We you know, we didn't hear of Jesus from age twelve to age. 30. Yeah. Because he was hiding. He was in a place of what people call the cave of Adolam as he was, he was he was having several dealings with God. Yeah. He was in the secret place of thunder as the Bible calls it. You know. Um, so he paid he paid the, the price for whatever anointing made him to say he had. Mm-hmm. Except that no doubt he had the spirit measure but he paid the price. He mm. studied, he prayed, he fasted. You know, he 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 learned from professors.
1: Mm. He
2: read books. We saw him quoting Isaiah the prophet. He quoted scripture. Yeah. So he was well-versed. But when the devil tempted him, what did he say? It, was, it is written. Mm. So all these things took time, effort, and energy. And I, those are the things I think that we humans, or we Christians, are not willing to pay today. Mm. So let me tell you the truth. Eh? If you're beginning to see anybody, and I, and I mean this seriously, if you begin to see anybody doubt the power the legitimacy of everything Jesus did and all two mm. things two things that they've tried to get the same thing and they didn't get it because they are not willing to pay the price let me just say this this generation we are in
1: <laughs> we are very lazy, lazy we are extremely
2: people. lazy and right. and the only cover for our lazy is to criticize what doesn't work for us
1: yeah i've heard this question being asked before when we didn't hear from him until he came to a certain age you know you said he was he was learning he was seeking the face of god he was pushing and all that But there is a certain argument to also be made that he was learning...
2: (laughs) God, please forgive me. No, don't. Go ahead. (laughs) He was learning magic, right? Uh,
1: No, let me me just say, God, forgive me for what I'm about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, I do not believe in truth. But, like, there's an argument to be made that he learned all that stuff so that he could dupe the masses.
2: I've heard heard all of those. As a matter of fact, um, they said the the period of time the 18 years we didn't hear about Jesus mm-hmm. from 12 to 30 he was actually learning an astral travel <laughs> divination and all it's not like he had any power in divine power and blah 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 it was learning everything to use and blah 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 and like I've said scriptures have talked about these people scripture would and then you know so and that's why it said you must be matching yourself so because what, what happens is once you begin to hear these things you begin to doubt your faith.
1: Mm.
2: how how do you expect me to doubt a jesus that i have encountered so many times
1: exactly
2: now you can't say whatever you want no. to say. now the only reason Ex- people like i said like yeah, i said go on. the only reason people doubt again is because there's no trust and trust mm. comes from a place of encounter my goodness yeah. you can't expect it, I, even if you brainwash me right now mm. I can't doubt him. I'm, mm. If I'm never going to list any, but the amount of encounters I've had with him have so much solidified my conviction. Mm. So Paul will say things like, I am persuaded,
1: mm.
2: right? That not death, life, nice. doctrines, nothing can separate us from... So you can come with all your fallacies. You can mm. come with all your doctrines and he was learning after, I mean I know him so I don't just yeah. so people don't know Jesus people have heard about him that's the difference
1: yeah that is 100% 100% yeah oh my god I
0: know ah, him Schubeta. like I know
1: <laughs> in the times where I knew that I was in a place of immense doubt or something I still still had that thread holding on because i already had that experience with jesus when i worship or when i pray or when i you know i'm in communion with him it's something that is very to me i don't know about a lot of people but to me it's very palpable like i can feel Mm. it that's the one i can that's right yeah i can feel it Mm. And I, I notice it like sometimes when I am not in the presence of God, it is something there is, I, I'm a totally, very 100% different person. There it's I, I know myself. I know when I'm straying away from God. But when I come back and I see that he's still there waiting for me, not necessarily waiting, but he's like, welcome back, my child. Hmm. It's not something that somebody tells me. It's not something that my pastor needs to tell me. I hear the voice of God telling me to come back home. I feel him knowing at my heart, telling me to come back home. It's to me, it's a very, very physical thing. And that's why I wanted to talk about it because with you, and that's why I chose the topic of this deconstruction of faith is that it is very, very important for a lot of Christians to deconstruct not necessarily deconstruct but reform their faith mm. you understand they need to sit down with God they need to sit down with the word and kind of know it for themselves and absolutely. not what their pastor tells them absolutely so you can when people tell me that they're Christian um, because I don't, I don't know how, how it works in America but like the Catholic Church and the Christian Church are quite separate in France mm. So people come to me and they tell me that they're Christian. And it was like, Yeah, you know, I'm Christian. I was baptized um when I was younger, you understand? So that that's what makes me a Christian. Mm. And I'm like, No, that is not what makes you a Christian. That's a legalistic point of view. You cannot win God, you cannot win the grace of the Father mm. by the works of your hands or by this or that it that's is right. a relationship it is uh, it is it is something that's very very personal and nobody can get that for you you can only get that for yourself your parents can not baptize you into it your um mother can't pray you into it it has to be something that comes be- between you and god and i think that's very important not a lot of us are willing to sit down in the presence of god and say god i am going to hold on to you mm. till you show me Your face.
2: Sometimes when we talk about encounters, many people think it's we saw Jesus. Some of Mm. it is is true. We did see Jesus. But we're not expecting everybody to see Jesus. No. Not everybody will see Jesus, to be honest, until Mm. we get to heaven, of course. However, we can hold the Bible, open our hearts to God, tell God, Mm -hmm. God, I really want to know you. And we'll be surprised how much of the scripture will be open to us.
1: sadly we have come to the end of this episode (laughs) i'm so sorry i know you guys were like enjoying it so much but for everybody who has listened this far i want to say a huge thank you i hope you enjoyed the the episode i hope you enjoyed the discussion between E and i it was such a blessing to have him and i want to say a huge thank you to him also for being here and taking the time to talk about this you know E and i we always have a lot of discussions we don't talk regularly but when we do we talk very deeply and we talk about our faith and all that and i felt and i've been feeling this knowing in my heart and in my spirits to kind of bring this on the podcast and talk about somewhat in a way my experience from deconstructing my faith to where I am right now. And I believe every Christian should have the opportunity to do that. Not to necessarily leave the faith but to know the God that they are serving, to know what they actually they believe in. Because when the day of adversity comes and when the day they're tested in that faith in their belief system they need to know what they believe in and what they stand for so that's my take on it so if you loved this episode you loved what you listened to please 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 support the podcast so there will be a link uh to buy me a coffee it's an app just buy me a coffee and i will be so 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 grateful for that um, it's going to go towards, you know, other projects that I'm working on and other projects I'm trying to bring to life. And thank you so much for taking this journey with me. If you haven't, um, followed the podcast yet, you can follow us on Instagram at and if you'd like to know more about the podcast or you'd like to have a talk with me don't just 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 slide in the DM slide there and you know let me know what you're thinking what you're talking about but thank you for taking this journey with me thank you for listening to this episode see you next time on the next episode of le Paté.